Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue Show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Uh, welcome back to the Spiro Avenue Show, or at least some version of it. I don't know. You may have run into a construction barrel on your way to Spiro Avenue tonight because we are under active construction. Do not judge the mostly barren shelves behind our guests because they are quite barren because we are a work in progress. There's dust everywhere. Don't judge the cleanliness or lack thereof of the desk of myself, of anything, but we're on the way. It's going to be very pretty. And how do I pay for all this wonderful stuff? It's it's not me. It's not Ben, no offense. It's not the guests, although we love them. It's the sponsors. And this is my favorite one. Not only is Superior Home Lending paying me to put their name up there, but he's also saving me a, a ton of money on my home refi. And look, nine, $99 times out of 100 people are lying to you and they're like, oh yeah, I use this razor all the time. Like this guy's actually redoing my house financials right now. <laughs> so Superior Old Wedding, this is Michael Fick, one of my good friends from college. Love this guy. Great guy. Smart guy. One man band and the best one man band in town. Check him out. Superiorloans.mortgage, 616-299-9275. Michael and I go way back. He saw my interest rate was like 4.3 or something. He laughed his ass off for a couple hours and then called me back and said, we got to fix that. Now my interest rate has a two in front of it. So we're, we're going to close. I think, I don't know, Michael, when like a week from now, tell me, get back to me, but we're on the doorstep. I'm excited. He's the man. Check him out. If you need anything at all, that's NMLS 1159792 at nationwide licensing system.org. Michael fix the man. So let's get to it. Um, look, I am seldom starstruck. I've had the Heisman Trophy front runner across from me. I've had guys with their name on the Stanley Cup three, four times. I've had a lot of uh, celebrities. I've had Roger Stone who ran the Donald Trump campaign. No judgments, anybody. Careful. I'm seldom this starstruck because this is one of my favorite up-and-comers. So good and, and, and refined that I don't even think you can call her an up-and-comer. I think she's basically arrived very early. This is Kennedy Broadwell from Woodward Sports Network, an absolute star from- That is so nice. Butler. That is way too nice. I am a big fan of yours. We all know it. I've said it for a long time. We, we have talked before. We have a lot of mutual friends. Everybody in your ether is a big fan of yours. I think they are sad that you're not going to talk to any of us in like six months. <laughs> so we're all trying to grab you while we can. Like, hey, I got to get that Kennedy on the show before she's like, okay, I'm going to Bristol. Like, F off. So I'm happy to have you. So you're 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 a star in the making. Thank you. You are very good at what you do. <laughs> um, I, I'm excited to you know one day point at my TV and say you know my daughter like yeah I I knew her she was in your basement honey like it was great. So I'll show her the pictures. But while I have you while you're not too big of a star yet, I'm going to talk about some serious stuff. Before we get to that, I do want to say I apologize for what my basketball school did to your poor little basketball school. My poor little basketball. It's well, you guys, wait, you have 6,000 people at yeah, Henkel. Yeah, it's, it's a cute little stadium. <laughs> so I think we won by 21 or something. It was not close. It was not close. I think we were trailing by 10 for like at least 99% of the game. Well, uh, trailing by 10 in a game like that, the Lions would hang a banner for something like that. It's I guess we'll, we'll get to that. Butler is a little bit more proud than the Detroit Lions. So let's transition to that. So, 
You know, I, I always say I am a big Detroit Lions fan. People don't think that. People will be like, well, why do you follow them if you hate them so much? I, I, I think project hate because I love them so much and want them so badly to do well that they drive me insane when they screw it up, even the most basic things. They blow the layups. I would not say we've talked. There's people like Sam Day, you know, your colleague that are so like, I mean, the Detroit Lions could shit on his porch. They could do no wrong. It, it doesn't matter. Like, in the, so you're not in that category, but you're in a big group of people that are a lot less cynical than I am about this stuff. So I, I want to talk about that and we'll, we'll frame it like this. We're going to throw your tweet up from a few days ago. This shows your level of investment emotionally <laughs> in this. This is Kennedy on November 14th, four days ago from when we're doing this live. Quote, the Lions can pay for my therapy. So you are just, you're, you're invested. You're, and there's a million tweets years like this. A million. <laughs> so you, you need to be on a couch telling somebody about the Detroit Lions. Yes. I have a very different take on this. And this was my tweet from, yeah, I don't know, it's a year ago, whatever. Throw it up, Ben. Well, this is sort of my perspective. I was like a month ago. Quote, I don't understand these Lions fans who are riding the wave of emotions with this year's team. Just laugh and Google NFL mock draft like an adult. So Kennedy across from me is, is talking about consultations with a licensed professional. <laughs> and I'm saying, I don't know how any of you guys give a shit about this because this, this season, even if you think the organization, you have hope for them someday, certainly this year, this season's a joke. Like this totally. was never going to be a good thing. So you're saying it, but you're along for the ride with this stuff. Like I, I got to ask you're here. Like, why? Why do you care? You can't you just take it off for like a month and just take it easy? I people comment that on every single thing that I tweet, every single thing that I post anywhere about the Lions. But I and I try. I genuinely try every single week. I'm like, I'm not going to care. They can't hurt me. <laughs> and then I'm watching and I and there's a glimmer of hope. And then they punch me in the gut and then we tie. Yeah. What do you even do? What do you even do with that information? It's like I don't I didn't know whether to like make fun of them or like I was genuinely so pissed off. Were you you were more mad that they tied? I was more mad that they tied than that if they would have really? lost. Really? I mean I 100%. was too, but we were coming from different perspectives. That was kind of the point. I, I didn't want them to go on seventeen, but I had to go to a family party directly after and I just walked in so mad and they were like, Why are you late? And I was like, The Lions game. Uh went a little late today. Yeah. And yeah. they f- tied. The full the full <laughs> 10 minutes of overtime, which you don't see that like very often. The tie, no. you see what in the league, like one a year, usually maybe two. Like it's not, you know, extremely rare, but an entire season to happen one time or twice. The fact that there were men on the field that did not know that could happen. That yeah. said we can tie. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> that happens every time. Anytime there is any tie in the NFL, which I guess shows to our point how it's pretty seldom occurring. There's always at least one or two guys at the podium. They're like, oh, shit, I, I was like ready for a second overtime. <laughs> it's like, no. Like, and the referee gets on the mic at, at the 50 and announces the rules of overtime like to everybody. But I, I don't know. Nobody knows. I don't know how like you and I know, but a guy making <laughs> $3 million a year to play Nickelback has no clue. I don't know. I, I have no idea. So like we, we clearly have different perspectives. Now, in your defense, mm-hmm. you're, you're 22, Three. 23. Freshly. Freshly. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. So when I was 23, I was like you still. I was starting to get a little more cynical. Like, I think you're starting to build that a little bit, which you're getting that that callous skin that the Lions will give you. So I always say when I see somebody acting what I think is a fool with them, I just try to, if I don't know them personally or I can't verify it, I try to guess their age. 
Somebody like Sam Day, Sam, no offense. You've been in, in the studio twice, like, but Sam's like 39 or 40 or something. Which like, I never knew. Well, like he, when he, I met him, I thought young. he was much younger. He does look young. Yeah. And like, I thought Adam was much older. They throw me off. Every guy in at Woodward Sports, I can't gauge how old they are. Adam's a beautiful man. I just want to get that on the record. <laughs> so, no, but yeah, Adam, Put that on record. Adam will be perpetually a 23 Herculean figure to me. So, mm-hmm. I just. You have to frame it in that way when you're looking at this stuff. So somebody like Sam Day, and certainly like I'm 34, somebody my age should know better. Like, so when I see somebody, especially if they're like in their 50s and they're like crying at Crack Ford Man Field. and those guys. Do I don't want to name anyone personally because I don't want to be mean. But like, come on, like get it together, man. Like, I, I'm not saying don't root for them. I'm not saying don't even be disappointed. But these people, it like ruins their week. I, I, I don't yeah. get it. You're younger. Anybody in your sort of age range, I give a little more slack to. But tell me kind of where you're at with this. Do you have faith, really, that they're ever going to do it? Or do you think you're inevitably going to end up in my basket? That's so hard. That is such a hard question to answer because I obviously can't see into the future. But where we're at right now, Anthony Lynn, not feeling good about. Dan Campbell, I want to feel good about. I want to like this man so hard. I gassed him up so hard preseason. Like, this is going to be the one. This is the coach. No more being mediocre. No more sad, sad guys in the locker room. No more Darius Slay kind of altercations with the coach being a dick. And as much as I think they do like him, it's not translating to anything. Mind you, we have a lot of injuries happening. Decker, I think, is out again. Um, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Goff might be out this week, which fingers crossed. I don't care either way. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to make a difference at quarterback, but I just don't, is this, is this the group of coaches that's going to do it? I have no idea. I every day get less and less off the, the Lions are ever going to win a Super Bowl in my lifetime train. Well, and that's the thing is like, <laughs> but I have a lot of life to live left. So it's well, hard. I, well, I know I, that's what I thought. And then suddenly I look up and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm in my mid thirties now. <laughs> like, I, I could be past the halfway point. Like the, oh, what, what do dudes last like 76 in this country? I'm coming up on the midway point. If I don't like, <laughs> God forbid, get into a car wreck, like right. I, it could happen, but like the whole thing. And you just said, it's a perfect segue. You know, people say, I don't know if I'll ever see them in the Super Bowl. It's like, Hey buddy, I'm with you on that, but like, can we back up? How about win playoff a division? How about win a division or a playoff game? I, you were, you were just. I don't know if you have any older siblings. I think you have at least one younger. No, one. I have a twin, so, and that's it. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's it for you. Okay. So we've experienced the same lions. Your gener, your generation, <laughs> or not your generation. Your, you like you and your your siblings are people in your graduating class. weren't even alive when they won a playoff game. I think I was still like shitting my diapers when they did that. <laughs> so it's like. I, I understand the like, oh, I just I, I want to see them in the Super Bowl before I die. Can we start with like a, a, a division win or a playoff win I, or even making the playoffs and not like getting embarrassed? Like, right. I've seen them make the playoffs a handful of times. They've gotten embarrassed every time. It's not even like a close loss. So I, I just it's not even like like the Red Sox in 04. The Cubs ended up 2016 making good. Those franchises were cursed, tortured, Billy Goat, Curse of the Bambino, but they were making the World Series and losing. They were going to game seven of the ALCS or NLCS 
and and losing. You know, Red Sox, Cubs lost Game Seven of the ALCS. I think twice each. Lost in the World Series a couple times each. They were there. They just like couldn't quite get over mm-hmm. the Lions. They're not even in the discussion. No. That's I have no faith. So you're asking me not only can they make a Super Bowl, but can they go like seven levels higher than they ever have? I have no faith. No. Yeah, I feel you. I definitely feel you. But it's just so hard being so young. And like the the closest I remember, the last time I remember them being like decent was the, I was a sophomore in high school. I remember exactly where I was because I, here and here it is, the lines owe me therapy. I cried when they lost to the Cowboys. So you were... A sophomore in high school, so 15, 15 or 16. Uh, yeah, uh, you're exempt from any curse. You're, you're like a kid. At I point. quite literally but, s- was sitting at my boyfriend's house at the time with his mom. Yeah. There's just the two of us girls watching the Lions because she liked them too. And I just bawled. It was bad. I was there, actually. <laughs> I hate to say it. I oh. was, well, because it was a great little weekend. Michigan State played in the Cotton Bowl against Baylor. Like two days before, it was like a Friday and then Sunday or something, whatever it was. So they played two days before. So we saw Michigan State and they were same stadium. They're both at Jury World. So my buddy and I went and stayed, and we saw Michigan State's incredible comeback. They were down like three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, came back one by one point, beat Baylor, shocked the world. It was great. So we had a great day on Saturday. The next day, Michigan State won. We actually felt good about the Lions going into Sunday. Stupid us. That was yep. probably, that was probably the Your death. First mistake. That was the death of me. I was like, well, I thought we had a better team. I still, I'll go to my grave saying that Detroit Lions team was better than the Dallas Cowboys. I thought that Lions team was one of the three or four best teams in the league that year. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't get it done. But yeah, so you have the ultimate high of Michigan State coming back in epic fashion, and then the Detroit Lions kicking in the balls. Um, I don't know. I just, I have no faith that they can ever do it. And I'm curious for your diagnosis here because here's mine. Oh boy. And we'll, we'll, we'll get the scalp ball. We'll go a little deeper, but okay. I'm going to start here. I get criticized for this sometimes. And so do other people in my camp. I do not think it's a conspiracy. I don't think it's the, the refs hate Detroit. The league hates Detroit, Detroit versus everybody. I don't buy any of that. I don't think they're unlucky. I am in the very simple, straightforward camp. It is the Ford family. They no, are, no. Uh, uh, Don't do this to me. Why? I am a I, Sheila apologist. Oh, I openly, this is, this will be a great I openly show, admit man. it. This will be a great I show. I openly admit it. Adam flames my ass Based every on day. what? <laughs> Why? Why? There's, the, there's more things on my shelf than there are reasons to defend Sheila for what happened. And they're new. They are empty. Like, come on. Why? Sheila's trying. She that's the bar? Yes, that's the bar. That's the problem. That's the bar. That's the bar for life. The bar is trying? The bar is in hell. The bar is in hell. <laughs> yeah, it is about as low in hell as you can get. I mean, you're, you're down there with Adolf. But- I mean, I, I, like, seriously? That that's the defense she's trying. Genuinely, I God bless you, man. I mean, I want to give Sheila a chance because I'm seeing more effort from her than I've seen from the others. Yeah, the others can piss off. Don't give a shit about them. <laughs> but Sheila, I'm giving at least two more years. I'm gonna give Dan Campbell two more years. I'm gonna give Sheila two more years. I love you for saying that because it drives me nuts that people never put like. A time on it. Yeah. You have to, and not just with this, anything. It's like, you know, oh, someday they'll win. And then like Sam Day, 
could be 96 years old and I'll, I'll be 90 and the Lions will win and he'll be like, you should have kept the faith, bro. I'll be like, dude, I'm lucky I even was alive to kind of hear about this. Like, I so yeah, the whole like, yeah, they'll get it done. It's like, okay, win. Like, I'm not saying you can, you can be conservative. Nine years from now, they'll win. Like, within nine years. Like, most people don't do that. So I credit you for that. The thing with Martha, though, versus Sheila, Mm-hmm. Martha was getting the same kind of like, oh, she's different. Though I could find the articles, Michael Rostein, glowing articles about Martha's doing it differently. And we heard apologists for Martha. Mm-hmm. She's not her husband. Nothing ever came of it. Still no division wins, no playoff wins. Right. Now it's Sheila. Here's why I don't trust Sheila. I don't want to do the whole Calvin thing. Yeah. I don't like the Calvin thing. No. Nope. And the other point of this, the other pillar, is she was in front of the cameras, vehemently defending. Quintricia saying, I know the fans want them gone. I effectively know better. We know what's best for this franchise. So her two big things, she is to me blown. Dan Campbell, it's too early. I have said from day one, I think she blew that, but we'll, we'll, we'll put that aside. The two things that everyone agrees pretty much were bad. So am I, am I being too harsh in that? Do you think it's still too early? I just don't really think the Quintricia era, I mean, it wasn't all her. And this is the thing. She came out and she admitted, I don't have that much football knowledge. Which, like, how do you grow up in this family? Well, actually, no, you know what? I yeah, see how you actually, <laughs> yeah, hang on. Funny. I know how you grow up yeah, in this family up, and have, have no football knowledge. Yeah. But that th- she brought on Spielman, which I liked. And she's like, help me understand this. So that's where I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you a few years to learn. And I, if I don't see anything, then it's F all the Fords. Okay. So that's what, see, you're, you're, you're perceptive because you, you're into my head. My <laughs> next question was going to be, okay, this is the third family member yeah, no to get a crack at this and you're defending it. So if it goes to a fourth, if she was like, you know, let's say she would just. Who's quiet. next? Yeah. Well, but let's <laughs> say that it's going to go to somebody they're not selling. So I, I said, we can't be that many lines of succession away from the family pet taking over. But let's say it's some niece we don't know about or something. Are you going to be <laughs> in this chair or in your chair in Bristol saying, uh, you know, let, let's give, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, Laney Ford a chance. Like at some point, can we just indict them on a blanket level? That's all I'm like, please. You have to. Okay. So you're with me on that. I, and everyone says the Fords, the Fords, the Fords, the one constant. Agree with all that, but I think people miss exactly what it is in particular. I haven't heard really anybody hone in on this. Not to say they haven't. I don't listen to every show ever done. Right. I've never heard it, though, other than from my own mouth when I'm saying it to myself because I talk to myself. I think I have it pegged, and I'm curious for your thoughts. Okay. Here's this particular issue, and I'm going to run down the list because I, I wrote these ones down. <laughs> the, it's not just, oh, they're dumb people. We're done. Right. It's not just that. I'm not well, they're clearly that. not dumb people. Look how successful they are in grand scheme of. Oh, come on. I mean, come on. You can't be totally dumb and have that much going on. I, I, I mean, fourth generation wealth, but yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, no, going. I'm not saying they're dumb people like low IQ. I think if they took a, like if Sheila Fordham took an IQ test, she'd be like in the 95 percentile or better. Like that's kind of what I'm saying. I don't think she's a, a dumb person. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't think they're cursed. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I don't think the league's against them. I don't think it's some conspiracy. My specific particular thing is if you trace their history as an organization, there is always at least one prominent figure in management 
that is got a big voice at the table that has zero qualifications whatsoever to hold that position. And not just that they're unqualified. Oh, they, they hired somebody that happened to be unqualified or is unqualified, turned out to be unqualified. They were predictably unqualified because they went into their personal inner circle to that. hire them. Yeah. It is a buddy system. It's a billionaire operation going by buddy system. And what, there actually were a couple of examples, but these were the three relatively contemporaneous ones. Russ Thomas, GM from 1967 to 1989. Okay, that's 22 years. Very rare even for good GMs. Mm -hmm. 22 years, zero playoff wins. How did he stay employed for 22 years? Ask anybody that knows. It's not inside knowledge. It's public knowledge. That was William Clay Ford Sr.'s good drinking buddy. They would be at the bar. They're both dead. They can't sue me now. (laughs) <laughs> Get, getting wasted Fridays and Saturdays every week. Um, it, it's just people saw him all the time. It was, it's the worst kept secret. You can Google it. Like it's all over the place. Everybody knows that was William Clay Ford Sr.'s guy. The guy was the GM for 22 years without a playoff win. I, I don't care modern era or, or old era. What is the precedent for that? Even 10 years would be like insane. 22 years. But that was his friend, Tom Wand. 2008 to 2015, team president of the Detroit Lions, had absolutely no credentials whatsoever. What was the relationship there? His dad was the Ford family attorney. Dear family friends, they were all really close. You get to run this billion-dollar operation. That made sense. Present day, who replaced Tom Awand, did they learn their lesson in leadership and going inside the family or inside the family's inner circle? No. They went from the son of their family attorney to the family accountant, Rod Wood, 2015, the president who, to back up everything I'm saying, at his introductory press conference, inexplicably, said openly that he was unqualified for the position. I, 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 I can't fathom that. My takeaway is they're not dumb. They're not cursed. They're, they're not unlucky. There's no conspiracy against them. Their specific flaw is they put somebody that they just like personally oh, yeah. in a big spot. Is that fair? Oh, that's 100% fair. Fords, stop hiring your fucking friends. Stop. Yeah, and we're still there. <laughs> There's a direct line from Russ Thomas. Well, on, and like, they let, they let then the people that they bring in hire their friends. Yeah. Good. And become great. Good. That's and a great like, point. Time out, Fords. This is a load of shit. And it's just a whole buddy-buddy, like, let's run a football team together. I would love to have millions of dollars and just be like, you guys want to go buy an NFL team? Just fuck shit up. Yeah. That'd be great. That's a great point. Sounds because fun. You're, you're talking about Quintricia, I'm guessing. With yeah, five, hell five, yeah, I am. I yeah, just to, clar- <laughs> just to clarify. Like, I, I didn't even think about that, but that's, that is true. It's like the same sort of ethos flowing downstream yeah. into the lower uh, you know, arches of the organization. That's a great point. I mean, it's true. That, that just affirms everything. Yeah. The culture is like, oh, like, it'll be okay. And I'm sorry, like, billion-dollar operation. There's a million people that would die for that job. Are you telling me that the person who just happens to, by coincidence, be the best person for that job is the son of your family buddy and attorney, the guy you go to the bar with in Pontiac? Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't believe in anomalies that large that in that type of succession. It's not, oh, Russ Thomas just happened to be great, and he happens to be the guy you get booted with in Pontiac. 
they don't give a shit. People say, oh, they want to win. Yeah, they'd rather win than lose. But if I'm like, I owe this town after, I mean, we bought the team the year JFK got his head blown off in Dallas. That was a long time ago. Like, I would feel like, okay, uh, we tried the friend thing for the last 60 years. It's time to move on. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you agree, because I, 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 I liked my theory. I do. I like your theory. It's, it's too incestuous, nepotism, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, for, to use a, you yeah. know, a no, I shady term, I, I hate it. So, okay, you don't think I'm nuts. No, okay. I don't. So I, I think the burden of proof, you, you're a fan of Sheila. The burden <laughs> okay, of- Okay, fan- Apologists. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. You did say apologists. You're, you, which is the term apologist, like, you know, by definition, you're like kind of admitting there's something to apologize for. No, 100%. Like, so, no, I fair. I, I see the burden of proof is on them. Like, I do not buy that Sheila's any different. And um, I, I think, thank God, I was so relieved. I know you guys talked about it on your show because I watched that day. I made a point to watch you guys that day. When Sheila Ford Hampett, Calvin Johnson's thing at Ford Field, yeah. gets booed. I want to play that. Most people have seen that, but we'll revisit it. If you haven't okay. seen it, it'll be good to see to frame. So let's, let's run that, Ben. I don't know. Thank you, Dennis. Lions fans, isn't it great to have Calvin Johnson here at Ford Field? Calvin? <laughs> it's all right. I just don't know how tone deaf you have to be to not have seen that coming if you're her. Like, she was, like, befuddled. I, I think that is such a lack of understanding of, like, how she's perceived. But you didn't like that. You think that's unfair. It makes me sad. It may, Well, I just, uh, I'm too, this is where I'm too nice. If anyone's getting booed like that, I would want to cry. No, that was worthy. Of, I just of, put of, myself in other people's shoes, and I'm like, I would... I don't even know what I would do if I was Sheila in that position. I would have just started sobbing. No, but you're good at your job, so you don't have to worry about that. Like, I mean, nobody pleases everybody, but there's no room that 65,000 people would have a good reason to boo you. Like, you're just- Not yet. <laughs> no, like, you're, you're, you're good. Like, you're good at what you do. Like, I, it just, I'm sorry. They, they are so bad. There's no reason to defend them. And if you want to say, like, I feel bad for her, yeah. okay, now you're just being a nice person. Like, right. No, I, that was- but, but, you know, there's people. Out there I understand that, the frustration. I don't know. I, and also just like kind of crowd mob mentality. It's kind of funny once you're there a little bit, because when I was at the Eagles game, they had that ring ceremony. And even I was chanting like, bring out Sheila, because I just wanted to witness it. And I was like, why am I being mean? I don't even dislike Sheila. You were roped in. But I was roped in. I was just like, I'm with the mob. We're losing to the damn Eagles in a horrific fashion. And I'm pissed off. So I'm like, bring her out. Yeah, the Eagles are no world beaters. Like, for the record, I don't need the mob's support or amping up. I could, like, stand in my garage alone and boo them, like, wherever I am. <laughs> like, I'll just get the megaphone out and hope they hear me. Like, I don't need any juicing up or a revving up from external sources. I, like, they, they have ruined my professional football fandom life. They have. I, they've given me nothing. The Detroit Tigers have frustrated me to no end, but I, I, got to, I got to go to New York and see A-Rod strike out and, and the Tigers celebrate at Yankee Stadium in a clinching game five. I got to see a walk-off home run and send them to the World Series. I got something. I haven't been alive for a World Series title, but I've seen them on the doorstep a couple times. Pistons, I saw them win. Yep. Yeah, the, the Red Wings, they have to be bad for like 50 years before I complain. Same. I, I, just, I just, I mean, and they're already getting rolling with Iserman, like, mm-hmm. but they're already making good. It's like, it's, it's, it bothers me that the Red Wings are the class of professional sport. 
for 22, 23 years. They have like a bad five years and they're already coming back. The Lions have been on that bad five year thing for like 60 years. I just, I can't, I can't stand it. I just, what's the point for you where you've had it? Like you'll still watch like me, but like the, the lights, the, the lights in your smile are going off. Like we're turning off, the, turning that smile upside down. 32, 33. How, how much steam do you have left in the, the tank? Cause I was like 27, 28 when I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like it's not going to happen. Genuinely. What's like turning turning it down a bit is the fact that I have to talk about it every day before I watched it. It sucked. It would ruin the rest of my Sunday, maybe into my Monday. If people at school were giving me shit for being a Lions fan, but then I could just be like, all right, maybe a day and a half of sadness. And then I was over it. But now you can't get away from it. I have to relive it over and over and think, Oh, what can we need another Lions topic today? can we bring up oh how about how bad they suck yeah what are you gonna do it's like like, oh my god this is so tiring and um yeah it sucks so i mean until and i don't want it to happen because it's my dream to cover detroit sports and i get to live it every day but when that day comes i think i'll be like more excited to watch the lions again because when i was watching that tie go down I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a lot of Lions topics tomorrow and the day after and the day after of me just beating a dead horse of they suck. Jared Goff sucks. Everything sucks. And it is so tiring. Where, where were you at on Goff before the year? Because I have, some uh, em- <laughs> I have some embarrassing tape that I don't want anybody to pull up of me, which we, oh. we did not pull. Oh, but. I was going to say, did you pull it? No, no I don't I want was, anybody to I see I was it. not on the Goff train. Okay. I was trained by Sean P. Belisian. And he was like, Kennedy, look at me. Absolutely not on this man. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Shawnee B? I trust you. So I was like, nope. I didn't really know anything about Goff. I'll admit that. Yeah. Did not watch the Rams. Do I watch the Rams every time they're playing now? Absolutely. I love Matthew Stafford. I don't care what anyone says. I'm with you on that. So many people are like, you can't have it both ways. You cannot be a Lions fan and still root for Matthew Stafford. And I'm like, the hell I can. I got your back on that. Watch me. Yeah. So, yeah. The second they were taking Stafford away from me, I was like, there's never going to be another quarterback like him for me. Probably not. I mean, there wasn't <laughs> one. There wasn't one before him for 50 years like that. I mean, I, look. I for the record, I never said like, "Oh, golf's great." I I kind of had a Sheila Fordham thing with you. Like, I <laughs> I felt bad for golf because I, I felt as bad as you could for a guy who's like 26 making 35 million dollars a year, right? Like with a beautiful fiance or girlfriend or whatever. Girlfriend, she's, yeah. Uh, like nicest this, people ever, by the way. I, I've heard that too about. I, and that's I, why I've I heard hate that about him, but I hate talking poorly about Goff because his girlfriend is the nicest ever. His dad was super nice to How me. How did you meet the girlfriend? What's that I about? ran into them in a coffee shop and she was just like, hey, I'm new here. Like, what's your coffee order? And I was like, oh my God, like, I know who you are. Well, you are. had an article about her, like being the new queen of Detroit or something. I did. Was that before or after you met her? Before. Okay, so you definitely And I met her was. and I was like, it was two weeks after I wrote the article. I was like, I just wrote an article about you. That's so funny. <laughs> and yeah. she was like, really? I was like, congrats on Sports Illustrated. Like, I am obsessed with you. And she was like, okay, psycho. I just asked, like, what you get here. Yeah, right. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, it was good timing on the article, too. It's like, I could pull it up on my phone. I did I did yeah. stand for you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, 
I just felt bad for him because I've never seen a player get shit on so publicly by his organization, like while he was still in their employee. I've seen the Boston Red Sox shit on people on the way out, like for 30 mm. years. But like, I've never seen a team like they're sitting quarterback, they're sitting QB one. And like McVay's like rolling his eyes on the sidelines during games. I'm like, can you fix your body language here, pal? Like, I mean, the guy's still your quarterback. Like, he seems like a nice guy. I'm not saying you have to like him, but like, Jesus, can you tone it down a little bit? I know a lot of people like Sean McVay, but he just like seems like such a great AD bag to me. I looking at him pisses me off. I want to punch him. I don't know what it is, but like he seems a little something bit about him himself. seems horrendous to be around. Yeah. I, I why well, the way he treated golf I didn't like. So I mean that was my big thing is well, like, it was because and it was all because golf said he would bang her, his wife or something. Is that, that true? Talking. Do we know that? There were text messages that were leaked. Was that, was that like, I like okay, confirmed. So like we know Goff that. said like I would that. bang McVeigh's wife or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I'll defer to you. I didn't, I, I've heard that. I That's didn't know such, if that was like a rumor, like the like, Prince Fielder thing. With I don't like obviously to ever give anyone a pass on anything really, but that's such locker room talk. Yeah. He does have a hot wife. Yeah. I'd say the same thing. Yeah. See, there you go. This We're keeping it real now. I don't know. I, I remember seeing McVeigh's wife in a picture and being like, she's attractive. I can't remember what she looks like, but yeah, I mean, whatever. If the worst thing somebody, like if I found out some, Every, like, and everyone says that about Goff's girlfriend. What, I found oh, out about I'm Goff's sure, girlfriend. Yeah, see, I'm like, she's fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah. And you're, I think straight. There was a <laughs> boyfriend mentioned earlier in the interview, right? You know, so I mean, whatever, whatever you're going to do. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's just funny. Cause it's like, if I found out, you know, of a guy I know or worked with was like, oh, I, I want to bang Justin's wife or something. I'd be like, hey, man, can you tone it down? But yeah. I wouldn't be like, okay, don't maybe don't say that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be like this relationship is irreparably damaged. Like, it's just come on. Like, that's yeah. that's your complaint. You know? Especially because it was like it was like a text. I'm sure it was like a jokey type. How did that get out? What kind of creep let that I out? Don't know. I don't know. That is a good question. I forget the whole story, but I do. I do remember reading the text and being like. That seems like something guys say when their coach has a hot wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, that's what my guy friends say that to me because I have a hot mom. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. MILF status. Yeah. I don't know. You if got the I'm same like problem. Good, and I'll be like, Ma, good for you. Yeah. Run, I mean, <laughs> seriously, if the worst thing somebody says is like, oh, you or your spouse is hot, like, my, you're having a, a good day. Yeah. That's, that's the that's worst a, thing that's happening. You're having a good life if that's, yeah. your, if that's the worst thing that's happening this month. Okay. Let's transition to the speaking of controversies. Oh, God. We're not going to do a whole lot on this, but I, I wanted to touch on the Kelly Stafford thing. I know you know about this. You, we talked about the timing. You write this article about Jared Goff's girlfriend, and then you run into her. Similarly hilarious timing. You come out publicly saying you're a huge Kelly Stafford fan. You would lay down in traffic for her if it came down to it. <laughs> Did I say all that? No, I may be running with it a little bit, but you, you came out in some level of support for Kelly Stafford. I did. She has been maligned by this show. Uh, you know, people, anytime we talk about her, this, this will happen now. Mm. If, if this clip gets cut, it'll happen. Why do you care what she thinks? I'm sorry. She is in the news. It's relevant. I think she's fun to make fun of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, I'm not like offended by her. I'm not like, won't somebody please think of the children like Helen Lovejoy and the Simpsons? It's not keeping me up at night. But it's funny. Like, it is funny. And the latest funny Kelly Stafford thing, we'll throw up the TMZ screenshot that they captured because I think this has since been deleted. So yes. we're not, we're not going to read it verbatim. She deleted this comment. Uh, well, I couldn't find it, but so I, so I, I'm not saying she definitely deleted it. Okay, I okay. couldn't find it when I looked for it. Okay. And, um, so I think she deleted it, but I don't want to, you know, slander okay. somebody okay. here. Um, 
I'm not going to read this verbatim, but basically she posted something about the game, our photo at the game. And this fan is saying like, hey, last night's game, why did you throw a pretzel? And she comes out and says, I know I'm an idiot. He was saying a bunch of things that were aggressive and you know, I, I was upset and I apologize. And that, 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 um, you know, we actually captured a picture of her. This has never been released. So Ben will throw that up. This is kind of evidence uh, of the crime there. Yeah. <laughs> she, she put her lion shirt Not back on. Yeah. yeah. So she's got her big pretzel there. So this is, I don't know. She, she That's her night shirt, actually. She was, okay. that's, yeah. This she is, sleeps in her lion's Yeah. She gear, sleeps so. in her lion's gear. She doesn't care if the kid spits up on it. Okay. So. I look, we're not going to, we're not going to do 10, 15 minutes on this, but I, I, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll finish here and then I'm going to give you the mic for the rest of the time. Our, our buddy, Andy Isaac. Oh boy. We tweeted this. He agrees with me. Andy, who is like pro everything that I'm against. Like he's pro being nice. He's pro every, there's never seen anything bad about everything I'm against too. He's a big meat eater. And he always I'm with on me on for being vegan. So I'll I, I, I didn't know you. Were, I didn't know you were vegan. We'll make fun oh, of you for that later. Yeah, okay, but no, no, he's, he's he's definitely not going to get on that train anytime soon. No. But no, he he's more of like a come on, let people live, live and let live. Like he he thinks I'm too mean to Lions fans and stuff. And this is like Mr. Nice Guy Isaac. This is his take on Kelly Stafford on my show a few months ago. She is making TMZ on a regular basis <laughs> as the wife of a quarterback on a crappy franchise. I, I seriously cannot believe how much how much attention she gets. And I love Matthew Stafford. I think he is probably the best quarterback we'll ever see yes. in Detroit. But when he leaves... Her leaving is going, we should throw a ticker tape parade when she leaves. And I I hope that like, I never have to hear from her again. I seriously cannot believe how often she's in the news cycle. Funny that he talks about like, oh, she's always on TMZ and this was a TMZ TMZ. story. So I get called, you can pull up the, um, you know, on your own time, like Mm -hmm. pull up the comments on that video, which we had isolated on YouTube. my tweet when I tweeted it out people say I'm insensitive it's a sex like it's a woman anti-woman thing like oh shut up the lady's talking thing like when she says something or does something stupid I get so frustrated it's like uh, am I crazy to think that she is insane with to be in the news every every six months Uh, yes because you know who the people are who aren't in the NFL that are in the news Kelly Stafford and Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. And Mahomes' wife. Yeah. Don't know her name. I super apologize for not Yeah, I think fiance, technically. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dumbass, dumbass, dumbass. What are they doing? Throwing water bottles, TikTok dances on places they shouldn't be TikTok Sean, dancing. Sean Taylor's retired number. Correct. Like, just be better, you guys. This is frustrating at this point. It's not funny anymore. The first couple of times you're like, haha, look how stupid they are. This is fun to make fun of. But now it's just like, okay, now you're irritating. Um, but I'm going to assume, since you said it was a couple months ago, when Isaac was on. Yeah, well, that, that I think was, it was like 10 months ago or that something. That was the but, COVID thing, right? The, yeah, like, when the she dictatorship. Went, yeah. The rant. Okay, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. That was a juicy one. Way to go, Kelly. That there's so many. Like, <laughs> he and I did a segment on it. It was not that long. It was like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. But, like, I told him on the air. There's so many I left out. Like there, there's 15 things she's done. She was scalping her tickets that she got from her husband, like for a mar- huge markup while he was making $35 million a year, a game in New Orleans. She was like scalping them. Like, like 
you know, to the highest bidder. It's like, I, look, I'm fine with rich people getting their money back, mm-hmm. get what you paid or whatever. But like, give it to a charity or sell it at cost. Like, why are you scalping them? It was just bad optics. Yeah. Like, is it, it's not like illegal, but like, she just atoned that human being. And, you know, ripping the Lions fans. And if they don't want us, we'll leave. She's had a couple of those. Like, I just, I think, and this is where I'll, I'll pivot to this, but just generally. Don't you think, and there's Bill Burr had a bit about this, like, shouldn't the spouse, sex doesn't matter, shouldn't the spouse of the prominent figure kind of like lay low? Like if my, in the public sphere, like if I'm at my wife's place of work, which I, which mm-hmm. she worked at a children's hospital in Chicago when we lived there, I visited a couple of times. I'm not going to be in there making a scene. Yeah. Like I'm just like, I, I'm seen, not heard. You know, I'm not antisocial, but I'm not going to be in there like criticizing nurses in the hallway. <laughs> like. And and she comes to my place of business like she's, you know, polite and pleasant. You don't make mm-hmm. a scene right. when you're at your spouse's place of work. Don't you think she should just lay low? Is that like sexist to say that? I No, I wouldn't say it's sexist at all. But I will say that if, if it were me, I think, or I don't want to speak for Kelly. I don't ever want to speak for anyone ever. But I think she thinks that. Matthew has a little bit of a disconnect with fans because he's completely off social media. He won't do it. He doesn't want to do it. I respect that. I think she thinks that she's doing all of the fans a favor by being so on social media that you guys come look at inside the Stafford's life. And I mean, I fall for it too. I love seeing the pictures of all the girls, them playing in their flag football games. The family stuff's great. Nobody argues that. The family stuff is amazing. And that's why I tweeted when I was like, all right, you guys might not like Kelly Stafford, but I really fucking like her podcast. Like the night at, or day after with Kelly Stafford or whatever, morning after with Kelly Stafford, like that's genius. And I get to learn about how Stafford was kind of a dick to her in college and about the first time they banged. I well, live she talked, for she that. She talked about that? Yes, I live for that stuff. Like, it's, he, Oh, no, I might have to check that out. I know, it, right? What, what, like, what, was this, like, what was the story? Like, can I get like the, yeah, the cliff so, notes? Uh, yeah, I'll give you the cliff notes. So basically he's, Quarterback at Georgia. Yeah. Uh, she was a freshman. They like went to a bar. They met at a bar, blah, blah. She ended up going home with him. And then they slept together. And then he basically ghosted. And so she called him the next day and he was on the training table. And she was like, what the? Like, I do not do that. And you like, you cannot like leave basically kind of went psycho on him. I would never. Good for you, Kelly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't have the balls to do that to guys that ghost me. And then. Uh, they didn't talk for like months and then like reconnected later on, I guess. I don't know. It was, it was funny though. I was like, Oh, like Stafford was kind of a bad boy in college. Like, I love that for him. That's, that's kind of funny. I would have never guessed me that. either. I thought he would yeah. have been like, let's lock this down. Like ring. Like, yeah, no, he seems like the type but I was trying to hit and quit. Yeah. She, she knocked that out of him pretty quick. Cause he's like the most meek. Like, I, I mean, that's what Andy was saying when he was in, like, I can't uh, imagine, he was talking about the dictatorship thing. Mm-hmm. He said, I can't imagine, like, Stafford, you know, puts his pads away at Allen Park that day. Like, you know, his, his phone's blowing up with all this shit. And it's like, what was that walk into the front door through the foyer, like, at his house? Like, Horrific. Kelly's all over the news again. It's not like the first time. It's like, it, the here we go again aspect of it makes it worse. It does. Totally. It's like, there's no, like, forgiving. It's not like she's killing anybody but like it's just like come on get it together so i'm glad you agree that i'm not like a, a chauvinist no. pig for being like kelly i'm tired of reading about you every six months yeah. i don't like all the other spouses they're not in the news for they throwing do their shit. instagram ads oh, because that's fine. people follow them and i think that's fine too whatever yeah. 
make your side money that so if something happens, you have some. But yeah. like, yeah. You Kelly's, now you like you you've met her. You said like she was pretty cool when you met her, right? She was. Like, yeah. She was obviously she came and did stuff studio at Woodward Sports. She was yeah. awesome. She gave a bunch of TVs, toys, anything you kids want it, you name it. She had it in that studio and she came multiple times. So she's a very giving person. I will not take that from her, but she's got to be smarter. Yeah. Fair. Fair. So let's transition to this off the lions, off Kelly Stafford for the love of God and the love of, <laughs> love of our audience. They can only take so much. True. Sorry, so, everyone. No, no. It's And the lions are interesting. And I was curious for your take on it, but I, I buried the lead with you. The real reason I wanted you here, which I think, you know, no, no gotcha. No, no gotcha. I'm, I'm fascinated by the topic generally and particularly in someone like your case, you, you know, you're local, you're right at like the age, you're right out of college. Like mm-hmm. you, you're the perfect person to talk to about something I'm really interested in. It's a woman freshly entering a male dominated industry, which is what you're in right now. You're fresh out of college, Butler was, it was this spring you graduated, yes. right? So what, like six, my, six months, like, baby, yes. five months. Yeah. You're like, you're yeah. Spring chicken in terms of like college <laughs> graduate contact. You, I think you had internships, right? Like along yes. the sort of broadcasting, but this mm-hmm. is your passion. This isn't like, you're not like doing weird sports until like a job at the barbershop opens up. Right. Right. Like, this no. is what you're doing. Oh yeah. Openly. This was your background with education and, and my understanding is, but it's a pretty good program. So you, you dove right in, you're out of college, you're in, you're Woodward Sports, like you rolled out of bed, like they, they won't call me, but they're, they're calling you, you're, wa- <laughs> you're walking across the platform, they're calling you. So uh, there's just, I think a challenge for somebody like you in your position, because I think you face some resistance that somebody like me wouldn't, I mean, I'm older than you now, but had I gone right into this, uh, you know, 23, the, the scary thing for me is I did not go hunting for a fringe opinion. I just threw out a search term and got a thousand things that make it pretty clear. There's some people that like, just don't want women in this industry, like openly. So we'll pull a couple examples and I, I, and you know, we'll, we'll get through this, but this was rather famously, because this isn't some random guy. This is a guy with a pretty big following Matt Walsh of the daily wire. I saw this shit. Oh my God. This is a guy. I mean, I want to pull it up so I don't get it wrong. I mean, he's got, in terms of his followers, let's look up his follower count, but it's it's pretty big. I mean, he's not Ben Shapiro big, but yeah, he's got almost a million. He's he's at 734,000 followers. I think I quote tweeted this and went off. I think everybody like with good conscience in your field did. Like, you know, it's like you kind of had to respond to this, but this isn't right. But this isn't some random guy. And for the record, I've had Ben Shapiro's now former, he's he's, uh, moved into a different role, but former producer in, in studio. Like I, you know, it's, I've never met Matt Walsh, but like, he's not my cup of tea. I just, and beyond this, but this is the quote from Matt Walsh back in September quote. Yes. I said that I don't like female analysts and reporters in football. No, I don't care if that upsets you. No, I don't apologize. Yes. I think women are feminizing traditionally male spaces. Yes. I think that's bad. Yes. I'm right. No, your whining doesn't change any of this. Yes, I'm right. Uh, yeah, that's a good argument. So, <laughs> well, the thing that was so funny about this is this is September 7th. So this is just over two months ago. It, the guy barely had enough time for the flames around him to die down before he was immediately contradicted by his company in rather public, famous fashion. So this is what the headline was I mean, what like a month later, a couple of weeks later, Ben throw that up there with Allison Williams is hired 
by the Daily Wire on November 1st. This was not even two months later. It was, it was like 50 days after uh, Matt Walsh says, like, look, get these women out of my sports. I don't want them. That his employer, his company, he's like the fourth or fifth biggest guy there, hires a ESPN reporter named uh, Allison Williams who had refused uh, Disney ESPN's vaccine mandate and was effectively a free agent. Daily Wire is openly celebrating the hiring of this female sports broadcaster, which apparently it's a bad thing that people like her even exist. So that, I thought that was interesting. We'll transition really quick to more of the dopes of the world, but this is a prominent sort of position. This guy, you know, this is old, but this is something you see all the time. This Aaron, is horrendous. Aaron Andrews, and he tagged her, by the way, wanted, wanted her to see it. This is directed to her. A- Aaron Andrews. Stick to getting railed through a peephole, dumb broad. You're like school on Sunday, no class. He's taunting her for having been a victim of a peeping Tom incident pretty famously. And we'll throw another one up. By the way, there's like hundreds of these when I search this stuff. (laughs) Quote, Aaron Andrews is hot, but the only reason she still has a job is because she got sexually harassed. So... It does sometimes feel like you can't really win. And we'll finish here before it's your mic for 10 minutes. Okay. This was a journalist responding to this type of crap on the sort of rational side. This is a Keza McDonald quote. There's no way to win. If you're a woman on camera, there's no acceptable level of hot. Either you're too hot and they undermine you with, you only got the job because of your looks slash sexual favors, or you're not hot enough and shouldn't even be on their screens in the first place. How dare you? Nailed it. That was the best I found, right? Nailed it. Do you sort of sense that, that it's like some people don't even want me to do this? Like like I'm an impediment. I'm I'm imposing Mm -hmm. on what people want. Do you sense any of sort of the vibe that people are throwing out there? I mean... I can't really say it better than that last tweet, to be completely honest. Yeah. That's exactly how you feel every single day doing this job. There are people that will love you just because of how you look. There are people that are going to hate you because you're not hot enough to be on their screen. And then there's people that think you just slept your way there. And that's pretty much your options. I swear yeah. to you. Um, obviously, I can't say like everyone is that way because there's obviously good people in the industry, yourself included. I appreciate who it. Um, want to give girls a chance. And you sat down with me before we started and said, I want to talk to you because you know about sports. But there's people that genuinely think girl, girl dumb can't understand sport. Like <laughs> yeah. man world, no girl. <laughs> like makeup only. Uh, and it's just, I say it to my friends all the time because I get tweeted at constantly where it's just like, you can't know about this. You never played. And I'm like, oh, I forgot that. Um, putting a ball into a hoop was rocket science. My bad. Could never understand. Like at the end of the day, they need, people need to understand sports are X's and O's and anyone can, can study it and understand it. You could be the least most unathletic person in the world and still understand a sport. For example, I am not that great of a horseback rider, but I'm a great coach and I coach girls for summers on summers on summers and at the highest level but I could not ride at the highest level. It happens. Yeah. There's great coaches that weren't that good of players. So therefore there can be females in this industry, women, I don't really like them, but in this industry who have never played the sport and can still spit 
hella game and they know their shit. And so, yeah. Um, but when it comes to attractive stuff, holy, I mean, you see it even in my chat, I'm sure. Because every once in a while, people are just talking about my looks. I even got called the- out for complimenting you. Oh, there's no, no one's mul- safe. Multiple times no one's because safe. they thought I was hitting on you. I said, what, what is, what, what's the word that was the, the flirtation? I, I'm literally, <laughs> I mean, the same paragraph. I'm like, Adam and, and Kennedy are like on fire today. They're bringing it with this lions thing. Like mm-hmm. you guys fucking rock today. Something, I'm paraphrasing something like that. Yeah. And it was like, stop simping for Kennedy. I'm like, I'm simping for Adam too. The simping thing you, is horrendous. You can't even compliment a, a, a woman now it's it's so frustrating it's like now i do think there are guys out there whether i mean you can hate the term i don't care i don't use it but like there are guys out there that are like oh babe like uh instagram models they're like every single thing they'll comment on and just be like oh baby girl like like that's like but that's not someone complimenting like that's yeah that's like an actual thing that's you know I creepy, but. love like literally nothing more than getting complimented for the actual work that I'm putting in Yeah, and how hard I'm trying. And um, like someone tweeted at me yesterday, I wrote an article about the CFP rankings and someone tweeted at me and was like, Kennedy, your rankings were the best that I've seen. And so I was like, hell yeah, like that makes me feel good. Um, but I get DMs every day, probably like 10 a day ish, give or take. And they're just like, I know you don't know me, but you're so sexy and I watch you. And I'm like, please stop watching me then because this is freaking me out. She, You know what, uh, who used to publicly put those out, but she doesn't anymore. I wish she did because they were, I mean, creepy, but they were kind of funny. Was Kelly Rowe. You know, like, it was Oh, I love her. Kelly, I adore her. I, wait, will you please get in her ear and tell her, like, please do the I'll show. I've invited her a hundred times. I, I'm, a, I'm a Kelly she's Rowe a, fan. She's a Spartan gal. I know. And, and, you know, she's she's kind of in your camp with, like, the, yeah, I know the Lions are terrible, but, like, I still totally. want to she's, It's a rebuild. It's a rebuild. It's yeah, a rebuild. right. <laughs> yeah, the, it's a rebuild on repeat, like, sitting at Ford Field telling people it's a rebuild. But yeah. uh, but she used to post, and I, mean, I don't know, maybe she still does, and I'm somehow missing them. But she used to tweet out, like, hey, I think she brought out the names, but it'd be like, look at this DM I got. It would be, people would just be like, you know, like, let me lick your butt or something. It's oh, just, yeah. It's just like, I get the one that I keep getting over and over again, and I'm like, is this a joke that I'm not understanding? It's like, but I've gotten three different DMs, the same exact wording, everything. It's like, would you kick a guy in the ball? And I'm just like, like it's like a are they attacking like a, like a me? Like, like what is that? What's he going? And I I finally asked one of them. I was like, all right, you're the third guy to DM me this, like verbatim. What are you talking about? He's like, what? I thought I was being pretty straightforward. Like, would you kick me in the balls? Oh, so it was like a yeah. And he was like, some guys just really like. And I was like, what? I was like, isn't that like the most painful thing that you guys can go through? People are into weird shit. I like. I here's the kicking balls aside. Whatever the the weird <laughs> comment may be. I honestly, and I think I tweeted something out about this a few weeks ago. Like, what is the precedent for a guy being weird like that and it paying off? Like, I, I never, it's never worked. I, I, I have a lot of friends who are girls. My wife's told me stories from when she was single. It's like, yeah, you see it yourself in college, guys that are, you know, creepily dancing up on, like, I've never seen like, hey, girl, do you suck dick? And then it's like, oh yeah, I'll be over in 10 minutes. Like, I, <laughs> 
I, I'm not saying in the history of mankind it's never happened. It, it happens if you're like a professional athlete. I'm but sure. I'm not talking about. But the average Joe's yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah, I, yeah, Dave Portnoy, it works. Like we, Ugh. yeah, we yeah. know that. We like, know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, like if you're super famous, rich, whatever, like that's fine. I'm not talking about huge outliers, but general like mankind. No. That's not an effective. You normally. Why do they do it though? I like, want to ask them. Like, like yes, it, where do you? Is think it ever worked? You? It's getting you less money because you're buying these girls drinks. Yeah. And then they're taking them and they're walking away. Yeah. And then telling their friends that this creep just got me a free drink. That's that's as far as it's ever gotten anyone. <laughs> so you get several DMs a day from guys being like, you're beautiful kind of or whatever. Or you're oh, yeah. But weirder. Yeah, but weirder. <laughs> but isn't that frustrating? Because like when I get DMs, it's either like, hey, you're a fucking idiot, which is cool. I'm cool with that, too. Yeah. Or like, hey, loved your show or whatever. No one's ever like, hey, like. And you, you know, kick me in the vagina or something. Like, I just never, like, I've never had that weird. Is that frustrating for you? Um, no, yeah, it's definitely frustrating because, like, it, it just makes you feel not heard, I guess. Like, no one's listening. They're just looking at you. But yeah. whatever you're saying is just kind of what, uh, immater- on deaf ears. Im- immaterial. Or, yeah. yeah. So it's definitely frustrating. I, I don't know how anyone in, I mean, because I have such a small sample size, right? Yeah. A couple thousand views a day here and there. We're growing. I'm, so I'm not saying it's bad, but like the Joy Taylors of the world, the Aaron Andrews, the yeah. Kay Adams. I'm like, how they, I mean, their DMs just, they can't even look at them. I, I'm sure. I would think they're closed, but I mean, it, I don't know, but I, I would, I would not have my DMs open if I were, I mean, especially like Aaron Andrews, who was so famously a victim of a illegal sexualization of yeah. her. And it so yeah. like publicly broke her down. I did an entire um entire paper on it in school oh, actually. So really pretty uh well versed in the Aaron Andrews uh dilemma. But no, yeah, she was very publicly broken up like that. So when I see tweets like that, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would you ever tweet that at someone? Yeah. And like, like what did she do? Nothing. Yeah, she's <laughs> the victim of, it's like you're taunting her for people are mad that she got paid what deservingly so she like 40 million or so it was big right? it was big but she also was like traumatized and also that hotel completely fucked up by answering it and they were like hi i want to i want the room next to aaron andrews i heard she's staying here and they're like okay yeah sure we'll put you we'll put you right next to her was that a component of that i don't remember oh that. yeah the front desk guy no wonder was they like, had to pay you can put her right here and that's why um they had to pay so much the that's whatever ins- hotel it was, Marriott or that's whatever. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I mean, your point is valid. Like if you're dealing with this as like your fresh puppy out of college, like fledgling network that's on the come now and, and developing, like what the hell does Joy Taylor do? I mean, it's like, it, I think Joy Taylor. Joy gets have, it bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. She, she, I not love, only is she a woman, she's a woman of color as well, yeah. which is just a whole nother something I'll, I'll never even understand. She'll call him out though. Like people, oh, people will call her, her. People will call her like fat or something, and she'll quote tweet it. She'll be like, "You would pay me a million dollars to sit on your face or something." Just, it's, like, I, it's true, like, it's like, and it's always the guys with no profile picture. Oh yeah. So it's like, okay, well, at least I'm willing to show my face on the internet. So what do you look like? Yeah. Well, and that that I mean, not to get too far off the because this is a uh, you know gender binary thing, frankly. Mm-hmm. But we touched on it before the show a little bit. The anonymous Twitter thing is one of my biggest pet peeves in the world. Yes. Now, if you want to be anonymous and sit there and be like, well, you know, I don't like the two, three zone they're playing, like whatever. Yeah. But you, the onus is on you 
if you are going to be out there flamethrowing, and I don't even mean like doing anything that I wouldn't do. I, I, I mean, just like having strong opinions and, yeah. and, and criticizing people, even if it's not personal. You owe it to have your name on what you write. And if you are coming, which by the way, 95% of people that attack me are anonymous. There's a couple exceptions. Yep. Why would I respect anything you're saying if you have so little respect for your own words that you won't put your name to them? Right. Why would I? Is that crazy? No, I think that's I think that's completely valid. That's a good yeah. way to look at it. You don't even like you don't even like what you're saying enough to put your name on it. <laughs> Why should I? Well, and then there's a there's the opposite end of the spectrum, which I have realized happens more with Adam even than with me. Um, with his nationality, people are so openly racist towards him in our YouTube comments. It's disgusting. I've, I've seen it. And yeah. I'm like, and their, their, their names will be next to that. I'm like, I could screenshot that, find your employer and you would be fired. So like, yeah. let's thank people and also not just not be racist. That would be awesome. But yeah, that'd be a good but, stuff. you know, <laughs> well, yes, he got called out on Twitter the other day for saying something defending Robert Sala and it's like, oh, I can't can't imagine why you're defending him. Like, you know, uh, it's like, shut up, shut <laughs> up. Yeah, it's just, it, you know, people are so stupid, but, and I don't think that guy had his name to it either, by the way. but it's like, even if you are, like you said, some of those guys have their names to it. Like, I mean, they're dumb, but I have like a shred of like, okay, like at least you're, at least you're out there. Like the people that are doing it anonymously, like the people that DM you like percentage, are they usually anonymous? Like, um, Typically, yeah, I got yeah. followed by um, like I want to eat your ass one today on Instagram oh, and got DMs. Okay, yeah, about I, him. I, I'm a fan him. of two, but not one. Yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one was taking it too far. My favorite, um, I'll call him out by name because it's it's constant, like a daily thing. Sparty Rob, a Michigan State guy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sparty Rob is always in my DMs, and they are always wild. And I've never once replied, but he tries every day. They're pretty awesome. I don't and know, his bio, if I know him. His bio is I love my wife. Sparty Rob. Which is awesome. He's married. Oh, yeah. He's like this big old white uh, dude. I got to. Is it just like at Sparty Rob? Um, No, I think there's. I'll, I'll check my DMs right now and just. Yeah, we're good. I'm looking up at Sparty Rob and it's some guy like I'm an IBM guy like this guy. I don't I hope it's not this guy. This guy's going to be suing us to do oblivion. Oh, boy. It, but I don't know. I, oh, I, no, he changed it. Yeah, he's watching live. He changed it 10 seconds ago. I don't it's know. It's now Rob's life. Okay. Well, at Sparty Rob lives in Rochester, which, by the way, we're in Rochester. So, <laughs> so this this guy. I'm in your city. Yeah, yeah, this guy, like, may literally hear you, I guess. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we got to be careful with that. Okay, I'll be careful. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, well, sorry. But, yeah, it's all right. So, I mean, getting back kind of to where we're at, is it like, I mean, you are early in your career, obviously. We've yeah. discussed that. You're already sort of getting it on a volume of scale. Has the physical appearance thing been brought up in the, I mean, obviously I get people DMing you like you're hot or whatever, yeah. but have people been like, oh, you're only in that job? Have you gotten kind of that shit yet? It's so no. young for you, but. Uh, luckily, I have not gotten that yet. I, it's, it's coming. You, and it's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Every like, woman gets that, right? Genuinely in college, in um, media classes and journalism classes, I had to take class called media I don't know something about media across the world or something nationally or I don't know but they basically prepped you for shit like this to happen it was an entire class on like here's what happened to this American reporter when she went to 
ex-country, got mobbed, got raped, got her hair pulled out by, like, and they're like, so just prepare yourself. If you ever want to go cover a war somewhere, this might happen to you. And I'm like, oh, God. And then um, we had a lot of uh, female speakers come in that were journalists, and they um, they ranged from, like, ESPN to just, like, small local radio stations, news channels, whatever. And they're like, it's girls. Like it's really hard. Every single day I get a death threat. I get called ugly. A death threat. Oh yeah. And this, and that one I remember specifically was, um, a black woman at a local news station. And she was like, because of my color and because of my gender, I get death threats every single day in my email. That's insane to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get death threats for, you know, saying uh, lions suck. At least I'm out there being a jerk. Like, but she was a news reporter. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a jerk and they go overboard in the criticism. Right. That, that's the, they're just like existing and yeah. getting death threats. I mean, it's so depressing. Like you you said that, um, you know, you're human, like it bugs you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would bug most people. It's annoying at, at the very least. But is it discouraging? Annoying is different. Is it, do you feel like, well, fuck, like this, you know, it's not worth it or it's less worth it. Like, do you feel kind of actually discouraged by it? Um, A little bit, for sure, when um, I could just kind of say anything and no one's listening. Um, When it feels like they're solely just looking at you for aesthetic purposes. Um, But I, you just got to keep trying. <laughs> yeah, not enough that I, you're like. I'm very lucky it. at Woodward Sports right now. I've been very, very lucky that. Uh, the group of guys around me are super supportive. Um, I've got really supportive guy friends that are really into sports that tell me they watch my videos every day and that I'm doing a good job. And I should have brought up this and I should have brought constructive criticism. That's not like, um, hey, I think you should have wore lipstick today. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so that's been awesome. I have a good personal support system around me. But um, yeah, when the majority of my DMs are about my looks, it it, yeah. it gets to you after a while for sure. And that it's just something guys don't deal with. Yeah. They just don't. I mean, yeah. it, it's just, it's like, I can't relate to that. I would be frustrated. Like if I put, you know, I put an appalling amount of prep in my show. Mm-hmm. Appalling. I put all this work into this great show and I have this great interview or what I think is a great interview. And I, I think we're really going to resonate. Like we are right now, of course. Everyone loves this. And if like the first seven comments I got were like, I like your shirt or something, I, I would just be like, well, fuck. Like, yeah, they're not listening. Why, why did I work hard? Like I could have just worn the shirt, you know, yeah. now I don't have this problem, but like I can imagine that would suck. So you're mildly discouraged, but you're not going to stop. You're, you're kind of oh, no. like, a, is I'm it like a chip on stop. your shoulder? Like, fuck you kind of. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's the comments that are like, this girl's stupid. She doesn't get it. Yada, yada. That keeps me going. Um, and it's kind of weird cause you would think like, oh, it's, it must be nice to be called hot all the time and blah, blah, blah. But when you're trying to get through to people, it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it sounds bad cause it's like, oh my God, I'm being called hot. This sucks. But like, actually it does. And it gets to me, but I rather people call me dumb and hate my takes. Like when I go off on a Notre Dame rant about how much I love them. 
And then the chat goes like, Kenny, shut the fuck up about Notre Dame. No one wants to hear it. I'm like, at least they're listening to me. Yeah, I'll take that over. <laughs> I'll take like, that uh, over your pretty any day. Yeah, yeah which is kind of funny. It's which like, is I'd rather, funny. I'd rather be told like, hey, fuck off with that Brady Quinn's good take. Right. Like, versus like you're attractive. But right. It's true. It's like I want to be criticized on the merits. Yes. Of what I'm talking about. Yes. You know, something not uh, external. Like, at least you're kind of in the arena of what we're talking we're, we're about. Get, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, it's it, the fact. No, it's weird because it does seem backwards because people tell me that all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, Kennedy, getting DM'd by guys is such a, a hard life to live. And I'm like, no, but you, like, it's hard to explain because it sounds like kind of look at me and like, I don't know how I don't. But it is frustrating because it's that's not something I personally care about. Like the comp- getting compliments? Yeah. 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 Looks in general. I, yeah. I almost put makeup on to come here and I was just like, you know what? I yeah. got to go to bed after this. So no. <laughs> but this is Spiro Avenue show. Darren McCarty showed up in sweatpants. We're pretty casual. I almost showed up in sweatpants, but I was like, I'm already wearing a sweatshirt. I won't go there. It would be acceptable <laughs> on this show. I, I, I have had Chris Castellani, who's actually the next guest after you on Monday. Oh, he, 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 he was is, just DMing me, not in a creepy way. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> no, let me be clear. He was, yeah, he was uh, DMing me about Butler basketball. <laughs> oh, okay. Rip. Yeah, that's he's a great guy. He's he's He'll actually be setting the record for most appearances. He's breaking the tie with Tony Paul. Oh, okay. He's been on the show. This will be his like fourth or fifth. I think it's fourth. But great guy. But he's he like wore a, not a super, like a coat and like tie. And, of like, course he did. He's the cutest. Yeah, he was he was like super fancy. McCarty shows up in sweatpants. Like people are kind of all over the place on this show. So I'm glad that you're not discouraged because there's a difference between like this is annoying. Like there's stuff that annoys me, but I don't get discouraged. Like mm-hmm. I get shit all the time. When we first did this show, like originally the first show we had, it like 72 people watched. And people were like, that's pretty good oh. for your first show. Well, it's, I had a little bit of a minor little following from before. They, okay. it's, it's like 72 people. And I got a big family. So some cousins were involved. Okay. But like I was getting ripped for the first show. It, this is the audio version. I'm not talking about the video version. But and people were like, why do you even bother? I'm like, it's my first show, dog. Now we're, you know, like 10,000 plus on everything, if you, especially right. if you add up the platforms. And I, like, I'm trying to go to 50 and 100 and, you know, and then like, I'll see you in Bristol, like, you know, Kennedy, hopefully, if, you, if you'll, if you'll have me. Um, of course, if I ever get, yeah, yeah. if I ever make it Why do you think there? I'm kissing your ass? It's, I mean, I do like you, but I know you're going places. I'm trying to get on the train so I can ride your coattails. Um, no, but yeah, it's just, you, you just have to not give a shit. That's like Valenti. I discovered, I don't know, like pro or con, but you are with Valenti. I know Adam and I love him. But I, this guy refuses to give interviews to anybody. I've asked him a hundred times. Oh, he's, really? He's turned me down a hundred times. I found a Mike Valenti interview on YouTube. I had to do some background on it. It turns out the guy's like one of his best friends. He was doing his buddy a solid. Mm. But if he talks, there's a great like six minute segment where he's saying, you just have to not give a shit what people think. Like I, I spent my, you know, you're still in your twenties. He's like, I spent my entire twenties caring what people thought. And it just ruined my twenties. Like now I just don't care. Yeah. That's I think I learned that. that early. Um, Cause my second ever internship was with the Drew and Mike show. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. their following is crazy. When I tell you, if Drew Lane tells these people to do something, they're going to do it. Yeah. Like his, I've never seen fans like this or listeners like this. I don't know how Drew Lane has this much pull. Obviously, he's one of the best broadcasters, best people I've ever met. I adore every single person on that show. And they still call me sometimes. They called me when I was at the Eagles game. And if anyone listens, they heard me hammered on the other end of the phone. I'm at the Eagles game with Maz right now. I sounded a hot mess, but it was the content they needed and wanted. Yeah. But um, 
I learned quickly on that show with such a big following that immediately sparked the weird DMs. Um, I actually got more shit on that show than I've ever gotten from Woodward Sports, which is interesting because I wasn't on the actual show that much because I was an intern. I was doing more behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Um, but what is it? when I was on the show, I would get DMs. Your voice is annoying. You shouldn't go into this. You're so fucking annoying to listen to. Yeah. And then there was like, mind you, I was a uh, going into my sophomore year of college. So I was freshly 19. And then there was like, there. You're, you're taking a kid, basically. I, like, I was literally a kid. Yeah. And I would go home and cry to my dad that I can't ever go into broadcast because I'm too, my voice is too annoying. Everyone hates my voice. And I've never like, thought of your voice as like, a, a good or bad you're just like talking I don't know like, <laughs> well that per, makes me feel yeah, better but yeah. when I was on the Drew and Mike show it everyone just told me how annoying I was and so then I was like I, I think I fucked up I think I went into the wrong thing yeah. I'm gonna have to redo my freshman year because I took all these broadcasting classes and it's not gonna pan out for me so I'm glad I didn't listen to them but I, I got the uh don't give a fuck about what people are saying about you very early you were calloused early and that's a very big audience to be thrown into at 19. It was insane. I think over half of my Twitter followers are Drew and Mike fans still. Are most of them decent, uh, hopefully? Yeah, the yeah. ones that still follow me, for sure. Yeah. I, but there were um, Drew and Mike fan pages that, like we talked about, people um, not having their actual name on things. Yeah. Um, accounts of Drew's dogs accounts of just called like Drew and Mike fans and they would just come for me every single day unprompted. I wouldn't have even tweeted anything and they would just rip me to shreds on Twitter. Do you get like, cause I know, I mean, I happen to know a lot of the people at Woodward sports and I've been on my show and friends of mm -hmm. mine. So it's not a reflection on them, but the default environment that you're in, <laughs> you are a literal minority still. It's, I mean, I haven't looked at their oh, demographics, yeah. but I just, I turn on their channel or your channel and it's like, it's 97% dudes. By the way, I'm not throwing rocks. I hired two guys. They both happen to be guys. You know? yeah. So it's a, not judging, but like, do you ever feel like, shit, I'm like with a bunch of dudes here or is it kind of whatever? Uh, for me personally, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, for other people, it's not whatever. I, for me, it was what was expected. It's what my major looked like in college. I studied sports media specifically. Um, so I knew what I was getting into. All of my classes were dudes. It would be me and maybe one other girl if I was lucky. Actually, no, it normally was a, one other girl. Shout out Jane Bertuzzi, Todd Bertuzzi's daughter. Oh, was nice. in all my classes with me. Love her the most. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it. I knew what I was getting into, but um, it's nice now having Megan. Shout out Megan. Does all of our videos now. Um, when there's girls in the office, I for sure kind of go towards them because I'm like, ah, yes, <laughs> someone like me. But uh, I mean, obviously, I, Adam's awesome. Jeff's awesome. Everyone that I work with is has been great. So I don't ever feel on the outside. Yeah. Um, just because everyone treats me so normally there, but I know it's not. It's not always going to be like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good spot. I mean, unfortunately, that is kind of I, as we saw. I mean, that's the perception that's out there. Mm -hmm. The scary thing is like you know somebody like Matt Walsh who has like almost a million followers right who has i mean you can hate him all you want he is a prominent media figure by definition yeah so it's like that's where it's like shit like if people with actual poll and like uh well, audience are putting that out there people tell me all the time that like well i don't really i don't mind girls sidelining but they shouldn't do more than that people have said that to yeah, me yeah i've heard that like 100 times to your face 
oh yeah and i'm just like well <laughs> why is that do you think they're, well they're just their voices are annoying they can't commentate things I'm like well do you listen to your female teachers to your female doctors when they're talking to you do you think their voices are annoying then and they're like no and i'm like so why when it comes to sports do you think their voices are annoying let us sit here yeah. and think about that. If he was talking about Beth Mullins, I'll defend him. But that's not because it's a woman thing. Beth Mullins has an objectively annoying voice. But yes. I think Kenny Albert has an annoying voice, and he's a guy. So. Right. But, uh, no, I, I'm with you. Like, you can't. You can't. Blanket. All girls yeah. can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, the all women have an annoying voice thing is kind of an interesting take. But that's like. I've gotten action. it a lot. That's a thing, though. That, like, your voice to me is so, like, neutral. But uh, you said, like, you repeatedly said, that's one guy, right? Mm-hmm. People are weird. So I want to paint a little bit of the data picture because we're in the analytics and then we'll put a bow on this and get you the hell out because I know you got to, you know, we got to get to the speed round and that and you have a morning show. But I just wanted to paint the, the picture here objectively. So we like numbers here. So this was from the International Women's uh, Media Foundation in their 2014 report. Nearly one third of female journalists consider leaving the profession because of online attacks and threats. Now, I didn't pull the whole thing, but it elaborated. It talked about a lot of what you're you're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, it, more so the online attacks that were, you know, uh, you're only in your job because you're hot kind of thing. So it's like this is their their polling was almost one in three were so battered online, along along female lines, not oh because you like Tim Tebow or you like Brady Quinn or whatever. <laughs> Attacked for being a woman in the industry. Yep. So, and we'll throw this other one up. This was probably similarly equally depressing from the Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sport 2018 report of 75 different sports media companies explored in the study. Only 10% of sports reporters at the time were women. Companies received a fifth consecutive F grade for gender hiring practices in sports media as the percentage of women sports reporters has stayed the same since 2012. Now, their methodology is explained a little bit more, and we didn't want to get too analytical on that. I mean, there are more men applying. Yes. Yeah. So it's yep. never going to be, it shouldn't be 50-50. And that's sort of a misconception is if there's like, you know, if it's, if it's 80-20, but 20% women applied, it's actually perfect. Right. Um, but they, their methodology was sharper than that. They, they looked at women that were extremely qualified, that were successful, smart, checked all the boxes, and did not get these jobs. So when you look at that, this is your picture. You've dealt with your anecdotals. You're still looking at that and saying, fuck you, I don't care, I'm going forward. That's kind of where you land. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like I said, I took it. A class or two that was just looking at statistics like this. Yeah. And I wrote pages on pages on pages of things just like that. And uh like it did get me down for a while. I was like, I'm not gonna make it. Like we see who's the top of the top, the K yeah. Adams, the Aaron Andrews. I always go to K Adams first. I freaking love that woman. She's everything I want to be. But <laughs> Yeah, it's a good um, choice. It's a good thank choice. You. Yeah, yeah, it's a good um, choice. But and then if you put color on top of it, your your chances get even lower, right? Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's so sad. But then um, I did an entire paper on, like, workplace. I don't know how to even say it anymore. But, like, the what hiring managers will tell people applying and what CEOs. It was, like, one-third of women 
that are like on screen journalists. So your anchors, your reporters have all been told to dress a different way. Lower cut things, shorter skirts. Really? Like even recently? Oh, yeah. I did that wow. paper. I'm surprised by that. Two actually. years ago, I think. Like, if you told me that 15 years ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Of course. I would be even a little bit surprised. They're just more subtle about it now. That's, that's actually kind of shocking. Yeah. I'm surprised by it's that. It's horrendous. Like, it's just, it's straight up not fun. So, everyone, be nice to your local journalists, please. I'm begging. Yeah, please. Just, just say something nice to them one time. Say the story you did today was really great. I used to get made fun of in school for my favorite ESPN personality, was Linda Cohn. And it oh, was that's it, a good one. it had nothing to do with her physical appearance. I just loved Linda Coach. She was really funny and, mm-hmm. and sharp. And I, I got made fun of for liking Linda Cohn. It's like, why do you like Linda Cohn? Like everyone like I mean, I, I like Stuart Scott too and oh yeah, basically everybody in that era. But uh, you're a little young. But I was a you know, for some like the heyday of ESPN. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like a huge Linda Cohn fan. I, it's so dumb that like it's weird to even think to be in this industry as a female, it's weird to like a female for, right. I don't know. It's just, it's just a bummer. And it's like, I, I it's a cliche to say like, Oh, as a father of a daughter, like I, I yeah, the girl dad thing. Yeah. Every, <laughs> I, I get everybody says that I feel like a douchebag invoking it, but like, I do genuinely like I'm bummed for my daughter if she ever does want to, because no, yeah. it's like, fuck, like, I'm supposed to tell her. I'm going to tell her, like, fuck them, go do it anyway. Right. But, like, it's a bummer that that's even, like, a thing. Yeah. I was lucky. My dad was the same way. He was like, don't care. Do it. If that's what you want to do, you do it. You'll make, you'll get it done. And I got a text, actually, uh, I think last week or two weeks ago. We sent um, a very nice couple front row tickets to one of the Lions games from Woodward Sports. And I was the contact that was getting it all set up uh, through the morning show. and. The girlfriend texted me and was like, I just want to say, like, you are so inspiring. And I was just like crying. I was like, this is what you do it for. Because like. Out of the hundreds of dudes that have DM me just based on my looks, the one girl that said she wants to be me. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's doesn't that kind of like offset at least. 30 of the bad ones. Maybe maybe not all of them. Right. It's at least 30 to one. I feel like that's something like that is just kind of. It keeps you going, I would think, too. Oh, that, that's that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. <laughs> what a great way to end that. That's a great way to end that. So, um, you know, I'll just say before we get to the fun speed round, which will be a lot lighter, I just, I, as you know, big fan ears. I did not wait for you to be in my physical presence to tell you that. Uh, no. Big supporter of yours. Uh, I would offer my help in any way, but you certainly don't need it. Like you're doing a great <laughs> I job. I might need it. You never know. But if you if you ever need anything, let me know. Honestly, like big fan ears, and I, I look forward to seeing you continue to grow. Thank you. You are awesome, and uh, fuck all those guys. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> One of my good friends, Jeff Sparbeck. Did you see his comment on Twitter? It was like, oh, she's great. And I texted. Him, I was like, oh, like how do you know her? He's like, I don't know her. I just like like her her the videos you do. Aww. So um, oh, that's so. So I just the way he phrased it, I thought he was like he phrased it like he knew you, at least in my head. It's Uh like, no, I don't know her. She's just good. It's like and he did not say, Oh, she's hot. Like it was just like Yeah. So so yeah, I'm sure he's watching. He told me he was excited. So yeah, yeah, Jeff Sparbeck's big fan here. So okay, let's move on. Speed round, let's get it lighter. Thank you for your time on the serious stuff. Let's get a little silly. You are nerd. Don't be nervous. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start extremely light. We we touched on it very briefly. Butler University. You're a proud alum, very recent alum. Just 
Good dogs. Tell me about Butler in a few sentences. Like, what, did you like it? What is it like there? I've never been the Butler. I've been near Indy, but okay. what's it like there? Did you like your Butler experience? I loved my Butler experience. Um, if you want to be a big fish in a small pond, I would recommend. I knew all of my professors. They knew all. They all know me. I was texting one of them last night that I missed him. Um, I brought my good friend Sawyer with me to Woodward Sports. He was in my sports media classes. He's from Fenton. And I said, you want to come work with me? So uh, we got Bulldogs everywhere, man. They're good people. And it's, it's, a, it's a really good place to be if, if you didn't want to just be a number in a classroom. Was that, it a good like, party school? Thing. Like Was it a fun, like, kind of, not really? It's yeah. all right. Yeah. Downtown Indy's fun. Yeah. Um, once you're 21, hit it up. Uh, Broad Ripple's really fun right outside of campus. That's where uh, most people go to the bars on like Thursday, Friday. And then Saturday, you might go downtown. If you're willing to spend a little more money for the Uber, whatever. Um, then the frats. Obviously, I, I didn't get any frat parties my senior year. COVID. Oh, yeah. You were so, that bad. Like, I was, I, I got, so bad my for- class got the worst of it all. I felt so, so I got bad like for you a guys. year and a half off of my college and party days. The high school ones too. Like my nephew uh, Colin was like graduating in a parking lot, like in their Ugh. cars, like they're like in Greece, like going to see a movie or something. Yeah, it's like, it's like so depressing. Like when you're a kid, like high school and college, like that period where you know you graduated high school, you know, mm-hmm. like that period where it's like nothing matters and you're like your last couple senior weeks your year friends. of high school was the best yeah. i didn't go to class i flew to vegas and saw britney spears for my graduation um present i was like mom i don't really want a graduation party instead can i go see britney spears in vegas and she was like if that's what you want and so i took senior a week artist. off of school at that? 18 and went and saw britney yeah it's the best and, <laughs> and like the i mean you you had the college shitty version, but like the high mm-hmm. school kids, like the, well, they, I they felt missed worse that. for the high school kids because just remember how dramatic you were about everything in high school. I was certainly dramatic about yeah. everything in high school. Like prom was the biggest deal of your entire life. Yeah. Everything had to be perfect. Now I'm like, I don't give two shits about what I did at prom. I can't even remember it. But at the time, prom was life or death. If I did not have prom my senior year, I would have flipped out. Yeah. So I felt really whole, bad for those. The whole kids. world lost that. So that's a that's a bummer. I, I'm glad I, I missed that. Uh, okay. Speaking of indie, you mentioned one spot kind of in passing. Can't miss indie locale. I am a <laughs> look, as you know, I'm a Michigan State grad. I have been to any indie many, many, many times. Our Michigan that. fan friends have not, unless they like had a Spartan fan that they had to go pick up, you know, for or they yeah. went to the NCAA tournament last. Okay, can you please let me pick on them in peace? <laughs> I was gonna say Michigan was there. I met a lot of Michigan fans in the U.S. Well, in the football context, okay. they, they oh, not, yeah, not the football yeah, context. yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's a term, but yeah, I, I, Michigan basketball, I have a lot of respect for the football mm-hmm. program. It's like, will you please win something for God's sake? <laughs> I hope they never do, but um, just you know, you're like, obviously, it depends. Am I going out for a nice thing? Am I going out to drink? But like, if if you were to tell somebody that's in town, you know, Indy, that's your town, yes, like. I got one night in Indy. I'm going out. Where should I go? Oh, you're going out? Like not like town? wasted. Like I'm going oh. out to I'm going out to dinner. Okay. Like I want, you know, maybe I'll have like some drinks at dinner, but like best like kind of food hangout okay. food combination spot. So I am a big fan of first of all, let's just everyone wants me to say St. Almos, right? That's, that's the cliche. No. Yeah. It's overrated. And that horseradish just hurts. It's not good. It hurts. Hundred percent agree. We're unpopular. I think it tastes horrible. 
I, it's not the flavor. It's just like it, no, this is uncomfortable. No, for it's me. bad. It's not. Oh, I don't like horseradish anywhere. That's not I a, love horseradish. I don't. It's not a Saint Elmo's thing, but but anyway, yeah, good. we digress. <laughs> I digress. Don't go there. Well, I mean, you can if you want, but um, I prefer uh, Canal Bistro was one of my favorites. It's on the Monon in Broad Ripple. It's Mediterranean. If you're into that thing, that's my favorite kind of food. So I was there for brunch. Every single Saturday. Good for you. I like, I'm Cajun and Mediterranean, so I'm with you on that. Okay. I'd, I'd be there. It's, what was it? B- bistro? Canal Bistro. Canal Bistro. Because it's on the canal. Gotcha. It's cute. It's really cute. The people there, the waitresses, they're the best. Um, and then they also really got to know me and my dog because we would go sit on the patio for brunch every you were, Sunday. You were a frequent customer. I was. I frequented, yes. Um, and then probably Mama Corolla's if you're in like a nice Italian vibe. That's got some good home. Hey, you're not Italian, Broadway. What what are you? English. English. Yeah, Broadway's very English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're English. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not Italian at all. I wish. Yeah. Oh, you wish. Yeah. I mean the Italians <laughs> are great people. I have yeah. a small family. I wish it was a little bit bigger. Fair enough. Well, my family's huge. That's why I had those 72 people watch that first episode. <laughs> so I need that. Yeah. A lot of cousins, they have your back. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Indianapolis, for the record, I'll put a button on that. Like most underrated town in the country. Totally. Like it's so people sleep on it. Like it's awesome. I can walk everywhere. There's like a hundred good restaurants. Like it's nice. They have nice. The indoor tunnels. So exactly. You don't have to walk outside anywhere. Yep. It's awesome. It, Indy is actually great. And it's, it's a clean city. Very, for a, for an inner city, like urban. Yeah. yeah very much. Very so. nice. And uh, the surrounding areas um, are very up and coming. Young. Nice. I'm getting gentrified a little bit, but I won't get into that. <laughs> So we'll, we'll move on. You're you're a Notre Dame fan. Woo! I get speak. I mean, I my friends. I have, I have mean friends. I got to get better ones. They they all pick on me for a lot of things. I get picked on for loving Rudy. Okay. You're a Notre Dame fan. Mm-hmm. You're you know in the pop culture. I'm assuming you've seen Rudy. Is that no? You haven't seen it. Well, we can't talk about it. I how have you? We can talk about how you haven't seen Rudy. Okay. You're I a Notre Dame even, fan. I don't even know. You're not like it's never even crossed. I think it's never. I do, I'll be honest. I don't like movies. What? I don't I just don't like them. They're too long. I've You're not a movie like do you like TV shows? I do if they're short. Like I can't I like today. Yesterday I started The Bachelorette. But it's it's an hour long episode, right? Yeah. I watched like 25 minutes had a call quits. Uh, my attention span is Horrible. I gotta get you out then. Jesus. All right. I, no. you, you, you've been we're, we're engaged. changing topics. We're, we're we're fine. Moving it around. But when I have to like sit and focus on one, I can't do it. Rudy's awesome. Oh, okay. I, I mean, if you hate every movie ever, I'm not gonna sell you. But unless so, it's an Adam Sandler movie, I can't sit through. Well, it. those are all like 62 minutes long. So yeah, you can get through those. Those are those are short. Those are like long TV shows, if anything. Okay, we'll move on. Poor Rudy. I feel bad. Sorry, sorry, Rudy. Sorry, Rudy. You lose again. Okay. We touched on this briefly, just the fact that you had a thing of this out there. You're Michigan, Michigan oh. State. I saw the article you mentioned. I didn't want to, you know, give away the hat here. Okay. I saw, I was very happy that you had Michigan State ahead of Michigan in your rankings. So I, we already know that I've given away the, the pooch on that. Mm-hmm. Tell me why in a, in a, a few sentences, because this is one of those where I kind of get both arguments. Why do you have Michigan State ahead of Michigan right now? Well, obviously we had the head to head. They made it yep. pretty clear. I am, regardless of what happened that game, I like Peyton Thorne better than either of Michigan's quarterback. Yeah. Either I, of them. I agree. Obviously, got Kenneth Walker. Going to win the Heisman. 
most likely. Fingers crossed. Yep. If he doesn't, I'm I'm fighting whoever's on that committee. Well, we have to see what happens. But I, mean, I know some Heisman today, voters, so I'm literally going to come shank them. Yeah. Doesn't this Belizean is my, have a vote or he used to or something? Belizean has a vote. Yeah, he still has his. He'll, he'll, Belizean, he'll go for L-Town. Yeah. I'm looking straight at you. He's he's the, he's a Spartan fan. He's not going to let Walker down. No, he, he wouldn't. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's smart, too. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he does deserve it if the vote were today. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, Ben, one of these empty shelves behind Kennedy, I, we will be getting a replica Heisman trophy if he wins it with his name on it. You got it. Have, I've already like contacted the person that does this. I already, I'm probably jinxing it. It's already like in motion. <laughs> so if he if he goes on the stage in New York and he wins, it'll be like ordered and on its way. Like It'll, it'll be it'll be in route. But uh, okay, so I mean, you laid it out. They yeah. won the head to head is the big thing, which is what Huge. you said. Huge. To me, it's it's razor thin. And, it's like, but the, here's the thing: if if that if that game would have been earlier in the season, yeah, and State didn't continue to win out, and Michigan did, then obviously it would be flip flopped. Because that's my whole thing. I had Oregon and Ohio State flip flopped. That was at the beginning of the season. They have a freshman at quarterback. He wasn't settled yet. Do I think Ohio State would beat the shit out of Oregon today? Yes, I do. Especially in Columbus. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the context, the timing, the timing of the loss matters. Mm -hmm. So we'll move on. Speaking of college football, does Georgia finally get it done this year? It's like they're always in this top five, top six position. They're the clear cut number one, deservedly so. Do they finally, finally hang that national title banner this year? I honestly hope so. It's the Stafford's alma mater. Yeah. I'm rooting for them, actually. I, I mean, kind of am, too. Short of Michigan State making it. Right. But, like, of the teams that are not Michigan State, like, Georgia's kind of my horse. Yeah. I'm rooting for them. Yeah. I mean, I obviously like Ohio State. I know Notre uh, Dame is going to get beaten by they make it. They're not. No. It's not their year. It's just not. Yeah, the the two quarterback systems. I hate it. <laughs> I won't get into it. But, yes, I would be. I would be okay with Georgia. Yeah, I'm good with it. I think they actually do do it, finally. This this is a little outside of the box. Two left. You're almost out of here. <laughs> Your two man bodyguard crew. They have to be Detroit athletes, present or former. Doesn't matter. So you're walking around. You're in Vegas, going to see Britney Spears. <laughs> no longer in high school. But who 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 are you hiring? Who's like who's your two Detroit athletes, retired or current? Who's who's walking you around making? Because you're you're like you said five feet tall. Yes. You could probably use a couple of like. Dominic and Sue's running around. I was just going to say, does Sue count even though he's with? Yeah, he's a former Detroit athlete. Yeah, 100%. But here's the thing. I work with two. Well, you can take, you can take. I think I got to take Joyk and DMAC. I wouldn't take DMAC now. DMAC's like fingers hurt. He's he's like the lady in the nursing home. DMAC has known me since I was four years old. I love him. I'm just saying. DMAC would not let anything happen to me. Oh, because you're going for the, you're going for the crazy angle. Like he's like, he'll go nuts. Yeah, Yeah. he'll go nuts. And so will Joyk. Joyke's still a specimen. Joyke is still a specimen. And like one of his boys kind of like tried to hit me up and he went kind of nuts on him. Oh, really? Well, not nuts on him, but he was like, that's like my sister, bro. Don't. And I yeah. was like, come on. Joyke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, oh, if you were interested, I don't know. I, I see a picture of this. I'll guy. tell you who after. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, some, some attention is not un, unwanted, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're like, you got former pro athletes crawling over there. 
we just got Ben and I. Ben and I like play pickup basketball sometimes. But uh, hey. yeah, we're, we're not crawling with celebrities like you are. Um, all right, we'll finish here. Best sports broadcaster working today. We put me up there. Yes. Because we know that's the obvious choice. But right. if you can't pick me. Okay, take you out. I'm ex- like, all the, we, okay, we know I'm number one. But beyond me, you know, and this isn't male, female, anybody. Like best sports broadcaster working today. Could be a Woodward, could be ESPN, doesn't matter. Who is it? Hey, Adams. Gotta be. I, I figured you were going to I just love, I, yeah. she does no wrong in my eyeballs. She knows exactly what she's talking about. She nails fantasy. It, like, that's like her, her little niche. And she kills it. She's good. She's very good. She's so good. And yeah. she's so cute. And like, she just, like, the per, not cute looks wise, she is, but like her personality. Like, yeah. I don't think. I've ever watched her and not been like smiling and laughing along with her. And I think that's important too. She's to me, she's like charming. It's the kind of, yeah. like, she's, she's like very, yeah, I mean, cute, however you want to call it. Like, yeah. Just, but like, she's got the X's and O's things down. She's got the fantasy down. She, she's kind of the whole package when it comes to football. And she's on Good Morning Football. That's what you just got to be. That's a good answer. I, I figured you were going to go there. I mean, really, yeah. any other answer besides Colin Coward is incorrect. But uh, which is why he's uh, on my wall in painting form and is on my desk in picture form. And, and people come in here and they're like, did Coward go to Michigan State? Because it's like there's yeah. the Paul Bunyan trophy. There's Kaylin Lucas. There's Kenny Goins euthanizing Duke in the Elite Eight. There's LJ Scott beating Iowa in the reach in 2015. And there's a painting of Colin Coward. What is the like, correlation? I was looking at that. I was like, <laughs> oh, everyone's like, what? The? And he's in here twice. He's on the. He's the only face on the desk other than the people physically sitting here. So, but uh, I can't. That was a great answer. Great answer. Well, you have a show tomorrow morning. I do. We got to get you out of here. Ugh. I'm sorry. I have had three and a half hour shows. We have to add. I, I don't know how long this was. Hopefully not too long for you. But oh uh, no, I'm fine. I loved having you. I'd love to have you back. Thanks. Was yeah, I, this was so fun. Not too scary, right? No, this. I was. I told Adam. I was like, I'm a little horrified. Oh, man, people and don't then, like me. You'd be no, shocked. No, I wasn't because I didn't like you. But I yeah. was just like, I might look super stupid. I have no. Oh, idea. okay. So you have you have that imposter syndrome going on. Everybody that is totally. like actually watched you for four seconds knows you're really good. <laughs> I honestly don't invite bad people on my show. I okay. mean, that, no offense to anybody that like has not been invited. There's a lot of good people I haven't invited. Yeah. On. Uh, just there's a lot of people out there that are talented, but like you're awesome. You're gonna do Thank great. Thank you. Please remember the little people like Adam and I when you're, you know, in Bristol or in the California <laughs> studios in Fox. So tell people where they can check you out tomorrow at eight o'clock. Tomorrow, eight o'clock on Woodward Sports, eight to ten AM. And then we're on the Roar 971. Or no. No. No, definitely not that. Not 971. Wow, this drink's getting to me. 935. I can't do it without the things in front of me. Yeah, we got to get you more. 93.5 FM, 99.1 FM, and 947 HD2. There it is. She's got it. She put it, she put it in her face, in her brain. I, yeah. I was like, okay, see the live read in front of me that I have to do every day? Eight, eight to 10. Look, I mean, you guys have programming throughout the day. I told you I don't do bullshit. I got to be honest. That The eight to 10 is my jam. That's my, that's eight to 10 is my that, jam. I mean, they're all, I like hey, McCarty, Neil. Like, I, I love a lot of your guys' programming. Yeah. Adam's my guy. Well, like, I, you, I, you and Adam. Are, I know and, and you Jeff's love not, the bottom yeah. line guys. Uh, yeah, the bottom <laughs> line guys. Um, I love the want, bottom line guys. Do you want to go there? I, no, <laughs> I just was. <laughs> do you the Michigan go? men are the faves. I know it. Uh, yeah, not in my my audience doesn't think so. But yeah, you were blaming me for something in my audience. I get blamed for my audience hey, all the time. We put our names next to our tweets that night, though. 
Yeah, always. Yeah, I get blamed, but I get blamed for my audience all the time. You know, it's so it's like people will people will contact me, be like, "Hey, like, why are you being such a dick?" I'm like, "What did I say?" It's like oh, <laughs> I said oh, but, that to you. But, the, well, no, but you were one of them. But I'm saying you're not the only one to, to do that. Like, I, yeah. I will get called out. Like after what you said to me, it's like I didn't say shit. I was just making fun of your Michigan take. And there's 76 psychos out there that was, like me. I'm it sorry. It was your psychos. I came at you for your psychos. Well, but you're I not apologize. the only one. You're, you're, that's not, that's a crowded room you're in of people that have been like, hey, hey, asshole. I'm like, what did, like, find me the tweet. What did I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it, it's fine. And I, and I told you when you said that, like, you did the right thing. Like, those, yeah. those are your guys. Those are my boys. Yeah. Like, I respected the hell out of that. I told you that at the time. So, yeah. And believe me, that's a crowded room of people that have messaged me calling me names. <laughs> no, you didn't call me names. You were no. nice. You were much nicer than most show. people. Yeah, I was but, nice. So big fan years, eight to ten every Monday through Friday. Yes, you, Adam, Jeff are awesome. Thank big fans. You. I, I watch at least like ten minutes every day because that's like in the middle of my work, like getting started. Oh yeah, I never miss it entirely, like ever. Aww, well, you guys are nice. great. So Kenny Broadwell, Woodward Sports Network. Check her out, eight to ten. You also do great Lions content on your Twitter account. Oh, thank you, big yes. fan, and YouTube obviously as well. So again, thank you to Ben Augusta, the great and powerful Oz on the other side of the empty shelves that we have. I used to say the curtain, but now it's, it's fancy shelves that need some appointments on there. Uh, Eric Williamson, who at this hour, my God, is definitely in his boxers on his couch, half asleep with probably Labatt's dribbling off his, his beard. Uh, I got a, a small crew, but they're awesome. We love you guys. Chris Castellani of Barstool Sports. That seems weird to say. I mean, doesn't it? It's like every time I see that, I'm like, so I'm weird. like, yeah, okay, pinch, ouch, okay, still alive. That's true. That happened. Yes. So he's at Barstool. That's weird to tease that in a good way. But uh, Chris Castellani of Barstool Sports joining us on Monday. And last little teaser: we are giving away the Mel Tucker starter kit. If you have not seen this, it is awesome. The retail value of this is over a thousand dollars. The cigar box alone is a couple hundred dollars. The lighter, this like brick lighter that the guy has that we have bought for this package is like a $140 lighter. It's insane. Uh, so check that out. Just go to my Twitter feed at Darko State News. Chris Castellani will be drawing that for us on the air Monday. So he is, he is my Ernst & Young with the NBA lottery, how they certify it. Any accusations to shenanigans, like it, blame Chris, because Chris. Chris is going to audit everything for me and we'll be good. So I, I'm washing my hands, but I'm not <laughs> picking the name. I'm not doing anything. So check that out. Again, Darko State News. Check that out if you want to get involved. It's all going to charity. Every, every donation for the raffle tickets goes to the H Foundation in Lansing. They are big into early detection of cancer. So um, a lot of people don't get those tests. They're actually pretty cheap, but people don't get them because they think they're healthy. And um, the vast majority of cancers are treatable if you catch them early. Uh, it's a great, great charity. 100% of the proceeds, we're not keeping anything, goes to them. You actually donate it directly to them. You don't even give it to me. Check it out. Darko State News, win that package on Monday. Kennedy, thanks so much. You're awesome. You. I'm a big fan. I, I, was, I, was, I was a little starstruck. It was a, it was a big <laughs> deal. So crazy. It's a big deal for me. But, uh, you know, I mean, not Adam level, but like second. You know, I'll yeah, take that. I'll yeah, take that yeah. all day. You're, you're on the second pedestal. So thank you so much. And again, thank you to my great team. Spiro Avenue Show. We'll see you Monday. Have a good weekend. Go green. I'm not afraid of Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs>